Well, hey, everybody, it is good to be home. It's good to be back with you. Uh, last week, I was at Creation Fest, which, uh, if I haven't explained to you before, Creation is a youth event where we go out into uh, central Pennsylvania, and there's lots of speakers and music and food trucks, and there's hiking and games, and yes, there's lots and lots of heat, and we are camping out in tents in the middle of a field. So uh, it is a lot of fun. Uh, it's a great time, and we had a great time uh, last week. But uh, it is good to be home and to be back here uh, with you now uh, this Sunday morning. Um, one of the things that we do when we are out at Creation Fest is we spend time uh, doing our morning devotions. And after breakfast, every morning, what we do is we make our pancakes and our eggs and, and eat our breakfast. But then we take about 30 minutes after each uh, morning breakfast and we spend a few times, a few moments, discussing something that we learned from the day before. I often will ask the students, hey, what did you learn from the speaker or from one of the musical artists that was on stage last night? What have you learned from them? And, um, and then this year, because I knew we'd be discussing this song today that we're gonna be talking about uh, here, uh, a song by Ann Wilson, uh, I found a devotion that was written especially by her and I used that at Creation Fest. I wanted to hear their uh, observations and uh, really it was a great, great time and good discussions. Uh, one of the things that came up uh, from our discussion time, spending time at the campsite uh, each morning, is that our group found that we could identify with Anne and her struggles. Uh, some of the things that Anne shares in her devotion and then even in the song that we're gonna hear today, we found that we could identify with her struggles. Uh, we shared some of what we were learning about our own faith journey, and one idea that came up during our time away was how hard the experiences are that we have in life. Those hard experiences that we have, how they are actually the things that help form us in the image of Jesus Christ. So our hard, our hard experiences in life, they actually help form us more in Jesus' image. Uh, we don't grow when everything is easy, do we? We grow when life is hard. We grow when we face challenges. When we have to find our way through the difficult moments, that's when we find the most growth, most growth within ourselves. In fact, think back just for a moment uh, to your own life. When are the hard experiences of your life, when you had those experiences, what are those experiences that you have lived through, if you think about them? Have those experiences formed you to be the person that you are today. I'd be willing to bet that they have. I'd be willing to bet that they have impacted the person that you are today. For some of us, we look back on our life and we see those hard moments and we see that they've actually pushed us to be better. They've pushed us to grow and to adapt and to learn and to be the best that we can be. The hardships that we've had in life have opened doors for us that would never have been opened before. We never would have seen them if we hadn't actually walked through that hardship. And we've actually found that because of that time in our life, we found a freedom in our life that we never had before. But of course, there's others of, others of us here who, when we look at the moments of our past, those hard moments, they're still with us. We carry the pain and the wounds of those experiences around with us. And if we're honest, we feel more like we are chained to our past rather than we are set free from our past. In fact, the pain in the present is a constant reminder to us of the agony in our past. And so the question becomes, how do I go from being chained to my past to becoming free in my present and in my future? 
Well, each day at Creation Fest, from the hour of 2 o'clock to 3 o'clock in the afternoon, there are several speakers around the property, uh, around the woods, around the area where we can go. And campers are always encouraged to go to one of these speakers. There's Woods 1 and Woods 2 and Woods 3, and they have different stages. And they're all decked out. And each day, we are encouraged to go listen to a different speaker speaking on a topic that is really pertinent to youth and, and to adults as well. And there was one day when there was a speaker. His name was uh, Wayne Northup. I'd never met Wayne before. I hadn't heard of him. He's a pastor, I believe, from down south. And Wayne was speaking, and he was sharing to us, sharing with us about hardships in life. And during the talk, he made this statement that I wrote down. I found this intriguing. He said this. Wayne said, look at any man or woman who you consider to be wise. Someone you, you, experience, you consider to be experienced and faithful, a solid Christian, someone who you'd look up to as a person of faith, someone who maybe reads his or her Bible every day, someone who regularly prays and has a prayer time with God. Find a person who you consider to be doing faith right, and I guarantee you, he said, I guarantee you that there's a story in the background of that person, a story about loss and about pain and about heartache. Wayne went on to say, you don't become a person of faith without experiencing hardships in life. You don't become a person of faith without experiencing hardships in life. Today our song is about Ann Wilson, uh, is, is by Ann Wilson, and the title of her song is My Jesus. And Anne has an incredible story about loss and about learning to trust God, even as her world was engulfed in pain. And so before I even get to showing you the song and listening to the lyrics of that song, I want to let her share a five-minute message about her background. And so here, uh, take a look and uh, listen to Anne's uh, story about her background. Growing up, I would always look up into the sky and stare at the stars. I always dreamed of being an astronaut and working for NASA. I never imagined doing anything else. I started playing piano when I was six years old, and I absolutely hated it. My mom made all three of us take lessons. Jacob hated it the most out of all of us. Jacob loved to hunt. He loved being in the outdoors more than anything. Look how cute she is. This is Sally, um, Jacob's hunting dog and best friend. One of my favorite things about Jacob was he would never say a bad word about anyone. If I would even start to say something bad about someone, he would immediately stop me. He was the kindest person I've ever met. He would always make everyone feel so included and loved and welcome. Jacob was always the life of a party. He was always so funny and goofy and was just such a joy to be around. And my sister came running into my room. She said, Anne, I think something happened to Jacob. And so I look outside, and the only thing I can see are flashing blue lights. I run downstairs, and the first thing I see are six policemen standing in front of my front door. They all had really sad faces. So I walked into the living room, 
and I see my parents. My mom was sitting on the chair, screaming and crying. My dad was sitting on the couch with his head in his hands. And I just walked over to him and I just said, Dad, is he dead? He had just died in a car accident three hours prior. I was in shock. I couldn't even cry at that moment. It's probably the most hopeless feeling in the entire world when you lose someone that you love. It almost feels like you cannot take your next breath. I heard the Lord say to me so clearly, Anne, are you gonna trust me or are you not? So I turned around and I faced the doors in that room and I said to the Lord, Jesus, I trust you. As a family, it was very devastating to lose Jacob. When you lose someone you love, there's a decision that has to be made. It's very easy to be angry at the Lord and to blame him, but the Lord really showed me that I needed him more than anyone and that he's sovereign and that he's good no matter what. Yes, I have questions and, and it's okay to have questions, but there was no point for me to be angry at the Lord when I needed him most. The next morning, um, I got some time to myself and I sat down at the piano and I just started to sing What a Beautiful Name. I really just took that time to thank the Lord for giving me Jacob for the years that I had him. And as I was playing and just worshiping the Lord, my parents um, came in and they heard me singing it and they asked me if I would be willing to sing it at the funeral. And at first I said, no, absolutely not. Uh, I had never sang in front of anyone before. And so I sat down with the Lord and I just talked to him and prayed with him. And I just, I really felt him calling me to sing at the funeral. And so I eventually decided that I would sing and I got some friends together and we put together a version of What a Beautiful Name. As I walked up on stage and I sat at the piano, the Lord took every bit of nervousness away from me. I heard him say to me so clearly, that I was called to worship him. And he was saying to me, I'm calling you to worship me, to praise my name and to glorify me. And at that point I had no further interest in NASA or doing anything like that. And all I had in me was the desire to worship the Lord and praise him. The Lord has really put on my heart how he can bring beauty from ashes and has done that completely in my life. I feel so honored and grateful that I get to share that with people and that I get to tell my story with people on how the Lord completely has transformed this awful and depressing and terrible tragedy into something so beautiful. For me, moving forward, no matter how hard this gets, I'm choosing to trust God. Even though she had questions, even though she lost one of the most important people in the world to her through a car accident, even though her world was flipped upside down and she didn't know which way to turn, Anne found hope in the name of Jesus Christ. In the Gospel of Matthew, we read a statement of Jesus that I think many of us actually misapply. 
I know there were years that I didn't understand this and I, and I myself got it wrong. And, and I'd like to share it with you this morning and I'd like to give you a, a correct interpretation. And the passage of scripture that I'm going to read this morning is from Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 through 30. And in this passage, we read the following. Then Jesus said, come to me, all you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. Let me tell you what I think people hear when we read this verse. We hear Jesus say, come to me, I will give you rest, take on my yoke, for my yoke is easy. And so what we hear is, follow me, says Jesus, and I will give you life that is easy. And yet then when life is not easy, when life knocks us down, when we experience loss of life, loss of friendships, loss of money and stability, when we lose our security and our health, when trials in life come and we are beaten up and we are following Jesus, we say, Lord, I don't understand. You said to follow you, which is what I did. And so when I follow you, I find that this life is too much. It's too hard. I just can't do it. And so we drop the yoke of Jesus only to find that we are still chained to the difficult experience in life. And so what is Jesus really saying? He is saying, come to me, all you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. First of all, first and foremost, that statement is for all of us. We are all weary and we are all carrying heavy burdens. Everyone here in this room, everyone listening to this, everyone who's outside in the world around us, every single one of us hurts in this life. And Jesus says, anyone and everyone who hurts is welcome to come to me. Come to me, all you who are weary and carrying heavy burdens. And then he goes on and says, take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you. You don't have to fight the heavy burdens on your own. Take my yoke, Jesus says. Follow me and let me be your teacher. And as you go through the trials, as you experience difficulties, look to me, your teacher. Invite me into those moments. So many of us come up against hardships in life. And when we come up against the hardship, we pull away from God. We, we say it's not easy. It's not so light. God's yoke must be wrong. And so we pull away or we turn away from God. But Jesus, saying, Jesus is saying, in those tough moments, look for your teacher. Because I am humble and I am gentle at heart and you will find rest for your souls as you follow me. I will guide you as a good teacher helps his student. Come to me, for my yoke is easy to bear and the burden I give you is light. In other words, I won't leave you chained. The world will chain you to the past, but the burden of Jesus is forgiveness, it is hope, it is peace for a brighter tomorrow. God's yoke doesn't mean that you're not going to have difficult moments or that you're not going to experience tremendous loss because you will. You will have these hard things because that's life. 
But what it does mean is that the thing in your past does not define you. That hardship does not define you. And as you learn from the teacher, the burden gets lighter. I'd like to wrap up today with Anne's song, My Jesus. And as you watch this video, as you listen to these words, as you pay, pay attention to the lyrics of this song, understand that this story, her song, comes from her pain. In an interview about the song, Anne said this. She said that when people hear these words from this song, I want them to feel that Jesus is personal. And while our stories may look different, the same Jesus that I call my Jesus can be your Jesus too. So friends, hear now Ann Wilson's song, My Jesus. Are you past the point of weary? Is your burden weighing heavy? Is it all too much to carry? Let me tell you about my Jesus. Do you feel that empty feeling? Cause shame's done all it's stealing And you're desperate for some healing Let me tell you about my Jesus He makes a way
32 years ago, my Jesus, my Jesus took a kid with low self-esteem who swore too much and had lust and anger in his heart. He was filled with pride and arrogance. And my Jesus called me by name. And since that day, I have experienced loss that I wouldn't wish on anyone. I've been beaten up by life, felt mistreated, misunderstood, and misjudged. And yet through it all, from the moment that I took on his burden and his yoke, through all the hardships, his burden is light. This table behind me on the platform up front is set for us to be regularly receive God's grace, to be invited to come to the table and receive as we have learned to trust in the ways of Jesus. Come unto me, all you who are weary and heavy, carry heavy burdens. This table is here to remind you of God's love and to give you rest. And so I invite you to communion here today. Let's pray. Father God in heaven, I thank you for the gift of each new day. And God, I thank you that your burden is light. Lord, that when we accept your yoke, that we are letting go of the chains of our past. And Lord, we don't understand it all, and we would love to be able to figure out how to live in the freedom that you give us. And so, Lord, we pray as we are chasing after your footsteps, God, that you would teach us every day how to be molded more into your image. Lord, we pray that the hardships that we face, the ones from our past, the ones in our present, the ones we will face in our future, Lord, that all of those hardships will lead us in the ability to grow closer to you and to look more like you as we struggle through them and struggle to find peace. We pray this all today in Jesus' name. Amen.